Okay. Yes, your pastor is human. He's subject to multiple errors in a day. I always love when I go out in the garage to get something and I forget what I went out there for. Are we hit that point yet in our lives? Yes. So as I was saying, I went into Argento's the other day and I was wearing my mask and the, I know the people behind the counters because we're pretty good customers there. And they said, oh, we're starting all over again, aren't we? Yes, we are. Um, the good news is those of us who've been vaccinated, the odds of getting it are still small. The odds that if you get it and it is severe are even smaller. So uh, I'm encouraging everyone I talk to to get the vaccine. It's free, there's no waiting, um, and the worst is gonna happen is after the second shot, many experience kind of a funky day. Um, but as you may know, if you follow the numbers, the numbers in Pasco County have hit the point where they are almost 20-fold greater than they were six weeks ago. That we had in, per day, an average over the last seven days, 486 cases in just Pasco County. We had gotten as low as 27, I believe was the lowest, when the things looked like it was passed. And because they have found that this Delta variant can get by the vaccine a little more readily, um, that they have had situations where people who've been vaccinated are carrying it and spread it, and quite often they don't know. I am trying to keep myself in because part of my job, part of my calling is being with people. So, um, but I'm also loath to back us back to where we started. So I encourage if you, there's no stigma to wearing a mask, this will be the last week for the time being that we do the general communion. There are still cups and uh, wafers in the back. If you're more comfortable going back and receiving, taking a communion that way, you're welcome to. There's no stigma. There's no stigma about wearing a mask. I'm only gonna take mine off when I'm actually speaking. So to be now with the announcements, when I read the gospel and preach, and when I'm up doing the communion up there. Now, you see the pastor's wearing his dress, okay? Must be a special day. Well, it is. To, yesterday we had a first communion class and Raleigh Hausvika, and she's gonna correct me on I pronounce that, but that's all right, that's, I'll get it one of these days, as well as Kayla and Layla, and I believe their last name is Disick, they're Christine Brevik's granddaughters, received instruction for communion, but, um, it was unlikely that Christine would be here today, and we'll get to that. But when we do communion, I will do the words of institution as I always do. Uh, both Sandy Pond and Vinny will come forward and I will commune them. And then I will come down here and I will invite Riley and her family to come forward and she can receive communion for the first time. And this is a very special thing. And when I first met her, she told me she was looking forward to this. So she has received her instructions, so she will receive communion today. Um, and this is the reason I'm wearing the dress. And then I'll go up and I'll commune the choir and the musicians, and then everybody else will come forward. Like I said, this will be the last week for the near future they'll be using a whole bread. And I say that with great sorrow, especially if you listen to what I say in the sermon today. 
Um, our other announcements, uh, jams are on Sunday at 2 p.m. If you go, I encourage wearing a mask. You're going to hear me this. Friday dances, the next one is on, well, it says August 6th here, but I think that's wrong. It's the 20th, August 20th. Um, well, before that, there'll be that, the sheets passed around. Wear masks. I encourage it. Cookies and coffee in the social room following service. Um, I have a thank you note here from Claire. Um, I would like to thank everyone at King of Kings for all the wonderful calls, phone cards, phone calls, and warm wishes and loving prayers while I was recovering from surgery. God blessing to everyone and have a blessed day, Claire Lex. So isn't that wonderful to hear? Thank you, Claire, for sharing that. Um, Marison, Marilyn Allison was in, went into the hospital last week. She is coming home today. So give her a little bit to get uh, settled in and then give her a call and let her know you're praying for her and you're wishing her well. And then the, the, finally, the last announcement here, Adam Brevik, who was Christine's son, passed away this week. He passed away on Friday. Um, I'm waiting to hear from Christine about service um, arrangements. She had said so she was hoping that she could have it here and it'll probably be later this week. So keep your eye on our Facebook page or our web page and Barbara will probably be sending out a announcement. So if you get an announcement out of schedule, um, it'll probably be about that. So um, as many of you know, um, Adam was a quadriplegic, had been confined in his a wheelchair his entire life. Um, but he was having struggles this, apparently this past week and he, I don't think he was, um, I think he was in his 20s. So um, again, keep Christine and her family in her prayer. She said it was not quite two years ago that her husband died. So my goodness, the faith of that woman. With that, are there any other announcements? Yes, Carol. So can I say my joke again? Pardon? Your, my tie went on. Carol's inviting everyone to come and tie one on, and there's going to be lunch to follow. Okay. The tie one on luncheon is on, say it again, the date? The 23rd. Monday the 23rd. Any other announcements? Mary Widows is the 16th. Mary Widows is the 16th. Okay. Seeing there's no more announcements, I invite those who are able to stand. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the God of manna, the God of miracles, and the God of mercy. Drawn to Christ and seeking God's abundance, let us confess our sin. God, our provider, help us. It is hard to believe there is enough to share. We question your ways in which they differ from the ways of the world in which we live. We turn to our own understanding rather than trusting in you. We take offense at your teachings, your ways. Turn us again to you. Where else can we turn? Share us the words of eternal life and feed us for life in the world. Amen. Beloved people of God, 
in Jesus, the manna from heaven, you are fed and nourished. By Jesus, the worker of miracles, there is always more than enough. And through Jesus, the bread of life, you are shown God's mercy. You are forgiven and loved into abundant life. Amen. Oh, one other announcement. The hymns are not the hymns that are listed because of this being a special day for communion. Karen has picked out some extra, uh, some different hymns. So our first hymn is... I was there to hear your born and cry. Okay. And do they ha where will we find the words? The words will be up there. Will the words be up there, Larry? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> Good morning. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. Gracious God, your blessed Son came down from heaven to be the true bread that gives life to the world. Give us this bread always, that we may live in us and we in him and that strengthened by this food, we may live as his body in the world through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.
A reading from 1 Kings. Elijah went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him, and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank. Then he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mount of God, the word of the Lord. Let us read responsibly Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. The praise of God shall ever be in my mouth. I will glorify in the Lord. Let the lowly hear and rejoice. Proclaim with me the greatness of the Lord. Let us exalt God's name together. I sought the Lord who answered me and delivered me from all my terrors. Look upon the Lord and be radiant, and let not your faces be ashamed. I called in my affliction, and the Lord heard me and saved me from all my troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear the Lord and delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are they who take refuge in God. A reading from Ephesians. So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands, so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander, together with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be God. I invite those who are able to stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. Jesus said to the crowd, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? 
How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me. And I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread I give will for life of the world is my flesh. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. The church I served in Philadelphia was a pretty building, and structurally it was in decent shape. But mechanically, that means the electrical system, the plumbing, all the pipes, and the heating system were a disaster. Well, we had, they had put in before I got there, some electric baseboard heating to keep the building from freezing up in the winter so the bathrooms would still work and the kitchen sink still flowed. But that was kept just above, it was kept at like 45 degrees. Just kept the building basically from freezing, but not really comfortable. And while the big beautiful sanctuary upstairs was only rarely used, um, most of our worship took place in our fellowship hall, which was downstairs. Like a lot of churches built during that time, you came in on the lower level was the fellowship hall, and you went up these big stairways on either side to get to the worship space, to the sanctuary. I guess they figured nobody was ever going to get old in this country and have to come to church. But that was the way it was. And as many churches, the greater majority of my congregation was older. They could handle the steps. But it was somewhat of a trial. So we continued to worship in the fellowship hall. Besides, in the wintertime, the fellowship hall we could heat. We had those electric baseboards. Now, if anybody has been, has come from a northern climate and thought they were getting away cheap by putting an electric baseboard heat, their first electric bill set them straight. How many people have ever experienced that shock, you know? You're keeping your house nice and toasty, and your first electric bill comes, it's like, oh my goodness. Yes, they're expensive to run. So imagine trying to heat a large space with electric baseboard, and even only heating it on one morning for half the day. So what I would do, I would come in, and because the kitchen was right next to the fellowship hall, they said, well, we turn the ovens on, and turn the burners on, and that puts heat out real quick. Well, since we're already firing up the ovens, I went and got those pre-baked loaves that they're baked like three quarters of the way and they're frozen, okay? And you take them out of the freezer 
and you put them in the oven for the appropriate amount of time, and they thaw out and finish off in the freezer. Well, this was a wonderful thing to do because not only were we using the heat from the oven to get the fellowship hall heated up so we could worship in there without shitting and shivering, when you walked in, because I would get there early, when you walked in, when the people would walk into the church, the smell that hit them was that smell of baking bread. Now, anybody who smelled baking bread knows that smell. It is a wonderful, it's warm, it's inviting. In fact, they say if you're trying to sell a house in a tough market, bake some bread before the uh, open house happens because people walk in and they smell that smell of baking fresh bread and it just invites you into the situation. And not only that, I used to time it so I would take the bread out right before service started and put it on the altar and covered it with the towel. And about 40 minutes later when we hit communion and I'd break that freshly baked bread and the steam would come out of it. And the smell again would refill the room with that inviting smell. Everybody's getting hungry, aren't you? And that inviting smell of fresh, fresh break bed. What a wonderful way to celebrate communion. How fresh is your bread of life? Well, the church, many churches, in fact, just about all churches, got away from fresh bread because it was much easier, much more convenient to buy those little poker chip sized wafers of, well, I don't know what they are, but you know what? They last forever. You could buy 10,000 of them and store them in a cupboard and you don't have to worry about critters getting at them and eating them because mice won't bother them, okay? And that is now our bread of life, these little tiny flat wafers. And I understand the practicality of it. I was teaching the, the people yesterday who came to First Communion class about the bread, about what the significance of the bread was and how the bread was, and I showed them these wafers. I said, they're very convenient. If I have to go visit someone and take communion, that wafer, you don't have to worry about it getting stale. You don't have to worry about it. If you can have communion on a, on a Sunday and you don't get there till Wednesday, well, fresh bread by that time has gotten pretty stale. But these wafers, you don't have to worry about them. They're, they're, they come in big packs and you can buy them and you don't have to worry about them forever. And it seems like our faith has gotten like those dried wafers because let's face it, the bread is a metaphor. The bread of life, it's not just actually bread all the time. It's that relationship with God through Christ. And that's my question. Is your relationship with God through Christ, that warm, fresh loaf out of the oven, that's still warm? I remember the first time I did it, I had a 16-year-old who was coming to church. And I gave her the one piece. And by the time I got to the end, she said, can I have some more? Okay. How is that a wonderful way of speaking about how we should be living in our relationship with God? Can I have some more? Can I get closer to you? Can I learn more about this wonderful faith that we grow up in? 
So is that your bread of life? Or is your bread of life more like that stale little cracker that fits, that, that lasts forever and you can stick in a closet and you bring it out once a week and if you didn't have that little bit of wine, it would stick to the roof of your mouth and get stuck there all the time. Is your faith life, is your relationship with God more like those wafers? Or, and this is unfortunate too, has it become like bread that has sat around for a while? And what happens with that fresh bakery bread if it sits too long? What happens? Moldy, gets stale, gets disgusting. How many people in their relationship with God experience it through anger, experience it through discrimination, experience it that they have to somehow find their own salvation by what they do, and what they do is condemning everybody who doesn't fit into their very narrow view of what it means to live in relationship with God. If you are consuming that fresh, warm bread of life, you recognize that God says, I bring everybody to the table. When you're consuming that fresh, warm bread of life, you recognize that there's nothing that you've ever done that has separated you from God's love. That you are all welcome all the time to be in constant prayer. I think Paul said it very well in that letter that we heard Elaine read from Ephesians. If you're eating stale, moldy bread, your bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander together with malice is what is the result of that. But if you start looking for that warm, fresh from the oven, inviting, tasty, sustaining bread, you'll be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ has loved us. That is the result of seeking out a relationship with God. That is the result of learning to grow in our relationship with Christ. Not because we are expected to, because we are invited to. That is finding that warm, fresh, sustaining bread of life each day. Amen.
In Christ you have heard the word of faith, the gospel of salvation. We believe, we believe in, in him and are marked with the seal of the, the promised Holy Spirit. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended to heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Rooted in Christ and sustained by the Spirit, we offer our prayers for the church, the world, and all of creation. For the Church of Christ in all its diverse forms, for mission developers, new mission starts, and all communities of faith exploring new models of ministry for the sake of the gospel. For the congregations facing difficult decisions about their future, God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the health and well-being of creation, for shade trees that provide refuge from the hot summer sun, for lakes, rivers, and oceans contaminated by pollution and all who lack clean water, God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those called to positions of authority in our legal system, we pray. For judges, lawyers, law clerks, and court employees who ensure the fair administration of justice. For corrections officers and prison chaplains that they would deal mercifully with those who are incarcerated. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all who cry out to you in their affliction. For exiles, refugees, and others who face long and difficult journeys uncertain about the future. For all who mourn the death of a loved one, for all who are sick, especially Marilyn, John, Gail, Nancy, Sharon, Christine, Isabel, Ron, Isaiah, Jean, Sharon, Phil, Robert, Violet, Bob, Dory, Alex, Claire, Terry, Diane, Raymond, Bob, Jermina, Paul, Joy, Suzette. Also our sympathy and prayers to Christine Brevik for the loss of her son, Adam, and our sympathy and prayers to Kim Dawson for the loss of her brother, Ken Muller. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For this assembly gathered around your table, we pray. For those among us who bake bread and prepare the vessels for our communion celebration, for those who bring the food from this table to those who are homebound or hospitalized, God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those who have been raised to eternal life, we give thanks. With all the saints, we praise you for the bread of life that keeps us in your love forever. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. At this time, 
we offer up those prayers of our heart, those concerns and situations and people that we are praying for. And you can pray these out loud or you can pray them silently. Lord, in your mercy, we lift these and all our prayers to you, O God, confident in the promise of your saving love, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Be with you always. And also with you. Let us share a safe but still warm peace with one another. The peace of Christ be with you.
How excellent was that? Thank you. Let us pray the offering prayer as one voice. Jesus, bread of life, you have set this table with your very self and called us to the feast of plenty. Gather what has been sown among us and strengthen us in this meal. Make us to be what we receive here, your body for the life of the world. Amen. Please, those who are able, please stand. The Lord be with you. And also you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. is indeed right, our duty, and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name, and join the unending hymn. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for remembrance of me. Big amen, folks. And now, let us join together, boldly saying the words that we have been taught by our Savior, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this daily, daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, and forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Forever in the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. This is a special treat this morning because not only is Riley receiving communion for her first time, but Riley and Layla and Kayla yesterday, with some help from Chris, made this bread. So this is not just any ordinary bread. This is first communion bread. So all are invited to this meal.
Please be seated. Body of Christ, give it for you. Would you come forward and would you bring your family with you? Now I'm going to make sure that Riley and Layla and Kayla all get a Sparks Bible because when I asked them what their favorite Bible story was yesterday, they went, I don't know. So they're all going to get Sparks Bibles within the near future. Watch, it'll be coming Amazon somehow. And uh, now you can read that. And I expect that when Sarah comes forward for her first communion and I ask, what's her favorite Bible story? She'll say, Riley read me this one and I really liked it. Riley, this is the body of Christ given for you. May you know the joy of your baptism. Day as a princess in God's kingdom from this day forward. Amen. Body of Christ, given for you. Body of Christ, given for you. I invite all who would like to come forward and receive to receive. If you're nervous, we have individualized elements in the back. You can go to the back. Just let's not crowd. Let's take our time. There's no rush here.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and sustain you from this day and evermore. Amen. Amen. And now, Jesus, bread of life, we have received from your table more than we could ever ask. As you have nourished us in this meal, now strengthen us to love the world with your own life. In your name we pray. Amen. Ah, oh, one more thing for me. Wasn't this a great service, folks? It's so wonderful to see young people come forward and experience that first taste. Oh, the blessing of God who provides for us, feeds us, and journeys with us be upon you now and forever. Amen. You are the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Be to God. Amen.